Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. Hola, hello everyone. Welcome to another Chisme That Matters. And I am super excited as usual because I'm going to have an awesome chisme with an awesome human being. And today's chismosa's name is Delilah D. Well, everybody knows her Delilah. Uh, she is this, she's like dying right now. She's well known because she laughs a lot and because she cries too okay and we're gonna talk about that later because i love that about her i can know she's like dying right now. Well, so funny how you introduced me like my fellow chief most like i'm like wow that's hilarious that's what we do you know what i mean we what? do that i mean come on you know we're latinas that's what we do we we, we we're chismosas you know so Anyway, with that I'm being said, like it. I said, I'm super <laughs> excited. And uh, yeah, so I just want to introduce you guys to Delilah. She's going to talk a little bit about herself and what she does. And then we're going to just get into a cheese man. And I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, conversation. Hi, Delilah. <laughs> Hello there, darling. My fellow cheese monster. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, girl. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to just see you just kind of take off, build your brand, bet on yourself. It's just, I don't think you understand like how much it makes my heart smile just to see my girls like really doing their thing. Like, yes, we are here for it. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I got to say something about that like before you talk about yourself. Like we met two years ago at this like tech mm -hmm. event. I mean, first of all, I know that Lila had, she was like, oh, I got nothing to do with tech, right? But somehow this event mm -hmm. got thrown in her lap and she pulled it off, right? And I went, I didn't know her back then, but I met her at, at the event. And honestly, like, I think from like the beginning, I just felt like, oh my God, I knew her. And she had this like motherly slash sisterly, you know, vibe that it just kind of drawn me to her. And I just, I just been admiring her since then. And everything that she has done is always focused, not only the Latina community, but people of color, you know? And I, I just admire all the things that you have done. And so, yeah. And like, I know that every time that I have something going on, I know she's rooting for me. Every time she's doing something, I'm like, yes, girl, you know? And, and it's just amazing how this, um, I guess relationship has evolved and how we all support each other. It's like an amazing, amazing energy to have. So I'm, I'm really grateful to have you as part of like circle. <laughs> Girl, thank you. Like, look, I mean, just that whole LTS and um, Latinx startup weekend was definitely an incredible um, eye opening weekend for all of us just to kind of go into the, well, just kind of a quick like little rundown of me. Um, I, I do curate a lot of events. Um, I have my own agency just called Shift World. And essentially what we do is everything we do from like the events we produce to the content we push out and even like our e-commerce platform, everything is just like mindful and, and, you know, to the fact that like we're empowering the black and brown community. So it's just like, you know, we just want people to understand, like, you know, you have you have the ability to change your world. You have the ability to, like, you know, become the best versions of yourself. So we're very intentional intentional about anything we do. So one of the things that we did was we put together Latin and Tech Startup Weekend, which, like she said, it's so funny because, like, prior to that, well, like, what I saw, like, I had no knowledge of the startup industry at all. 
you know, when lo and behold, I was like basically had my own startup because, you know, me started my own company. But, you know, that just goes to show it's just like lack of knowledge you have in general, like especially within the black and brown community and like these type of spaces, we feel like it's not typically welcoming to us. And like when, if like you said, it kind of fell on my lap because when they were doing these events and needed someone to do like the Philly, they did across the country, um, 10 cities across the country and Philly was one of them, but they didn't have anyone in Philadelphia, like, or at least the people who was putting it together, tech stars, like they didn't know anyone who like, who was of Latin descent that like, you know, was kind of like, you know, known for creating events, but anyone knows me, like they know that's what I do here. But prior to that, like, you know, everything that I do is kind of networking related, entertainment related, just anything that's just for our apartment, just doing a lot of experiential marketing. But like when this, when I did that, like, Lord, I was just like, what did I sign up for? Like, can I do this? Can I pull this off? Like, it's not like, it's just like an event. Like I can, I can produce a program. I can, you know, bring people to a place, but like for an actual starter week, and I need to make sure I'm giving them the quality tools they need to like know how to build a business within 54 hours. Like I need to, you know, bring the right mentors, bring the right coaches and stuff. And yeah, like I thought I was going to be able to pull it off and like, you know, to be completely transparent. Like, you know, when I tell you that imposter syndrome kicked in like crazy, it kicked in like crazy because I felt like, what the hell do I know like about putting together a startup event? Like, am I smart enough to do this? Do I have like the connections and stuff, but you know, lo and behold, I pat myself on the back afterwards. <laughs> Again, like my community, they just always show up. They always go hard for me, and you know, I'm not, I'm not the type of person who's just like, oh, I'm a lone wolf. I do everything on my own. Like, no, like I do, like you know, rely on my community, but we rely on each other. So, you know, I asked, I could ask a couple people for help, and I was like, hey, like you know, who do you know? Like, how can we, like you know, make this amazing and. What's crazy is that like of, of like all the other events that were put on, mind you, like in order for you to lead an event, to coordinate one of these, you have to have been a part of it in the past. I've never been to a start a weekend. So like the fact that like that I, you know, not only coordinated, it also happened to be one of the best ones like across the country. And then on top of that, like, you know, my winners, which you were one of my winners, um, you know, we were able to fly them out for like this huge tech fest and, and, um, and in San Francisco, so it's just like well in Oakland, so it's just it was, it was a lot. But you know, I'm thankful for that weekend. I'm thankful, you know, obviously to have met you, to have met a lot of incredible people that weekend. You know, you guys not just betting on yourselves, but allowing me like to spend an entire weekend with me, like and trusting me that like you know you were gonna get something out of it, which I hope you did. But I mean, yeah, that's kind of where both of our journeys began. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was really, really crazy. And like she said, you know, we, the team that I was, like the other two girls that I was with, we we won the weekend. And then like two years later, we had to um, mm -hmm. organize that event as well. And it was really, really crazy, but we're not going to get mm -hmm. into that. <laughs> Just to like quickly go back to that weekend, I before we go into the next topic, I really do want to, you know, like highlight you and like your involvement because not only were you guys, the smallest team of like all the teams that the fit that participated in that weekend who like all pitched their startup ideas. You guys were the smallest team and then you were on and then you were the only team with all women. So like you know, of course, me being the pro woman that I am, like, you know, wanted to see my girls lead, wanted to see my girls succeed. And the fact that you guys like, you know, you basically beat against all odds and and on top of that, none of you guys, like, you know, yourselves had, like, tech, like, backgrounds or anything. So it was just, like, beautiful to see the fact that, you know, you invested your entire weekend into that. The fact that you guys went out, 
did surveys, like, you know, you just like really just stood glue, like did not leave your conference room. You're like, I'm going to teach myself how to build this business. I'm going to teach myself how to do this. And you guys went in the end. So it was just so beautiful to witness. (laughs) I know we all, we all cried. Now I think that was, that was a start for everybody. (laughs) We all, I had videos Mm. and everything. And I think, yeah, Mm. no, it was really empowering. And I think, you know, it taught, it taught us a lot. Um, I can speak for the other two girls because I know that they they feel the same way and and like you said sometimes you know imposter syndrome comes to you and you're like oh who am I to be doing this right and that's mm-hmm. what how a lot of us feel when we want to start something it's like that stopped us because we feel like we're not we like we don't have the credentials or you know we don't have the power we don't have that knowledge or, or something like that mm-hmm. and I think that's why a lot of us get stuck and even up to this day, you know, they're like, I don't know if you feel that way, but every time I start something, like when I started this podcast, I was like, mm, me, a podcast, like how, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have people that believe like in me more than I believe in myself and just like, Kim, why not? You know? And then I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why not? And I think that's why it's so important to have people that, um, you know, empowers you and believes in you and, and, and kind of just like hypes you up, man, because that's mm-hmm. what we need. You know, but also people that are going to be, they're going to ground you because there are things that, you know, um, mm-hmm. that we may think that they're good. And, but, you know, sometimes you just got to try. I feel like my motto in life is like, if you don't try, you're never going to know. Okay. Okay. Here for it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know, so I feel like when I was in the weekend, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar to, but I am part of a sorority. And, you know, I, in order to mm. be in the sorority, you have to pledge. I, I, I feel mm. like I was pledging all over again. Oh, <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> I was pledging for those who aren't, and, you know, and, uh, and Greek organizations didn't know what I'm talking about. But, mm. but it was like so, so good. So good. Like I learned mm. a lot about myself. I learned a lot about like other people. I didn't even know this girls. I never have worked with them before, you know? So mm. somehow we got together and I'm like, you know what? If we did this, we can do so much more, you know? Okay. So I, I hope, I hope that you also got that for yourself because you did an amazing job amazing like i'm sure you feel that oh my god everything is going wrong but it didn't even look like it It didn't even feel like it It was it was amazing so i think like that that was an amazing thing that you did and i i have to say delilah it's always been like this community person i see her as an organizer you know Mm -hmm. like someone that can just moves like groups and you have done it with like in so many ways. Like one of the things that I, I kind of want to highlight is that when the whole thing last year, you know, as you know, 2020 was like insane, right? For everyone. But when the whole thing with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor happened, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, you were super quick to to organize and to help mm-hmm. organizations. And I mean, I kind of want to brag, but... she like let me tell you she came up with a shirt right that says his life matter right her life's matter i got one by the way (laughs) and and then she was selling that you were selling them and then 100 percent of the profits were going towards organizations right yeah so um i teamed up with my root well my roommate at the time so she also she's a black immigrant she owns her own agency her own creative agency as well and she does like designs and that's one of the things that she specializes in. So she designed the shirts. We had 
we have three different shirts. We have his Black Life Matter, her Black Life Matter, um, their Black Lives Matter, and my Black Lives Matter, my Black Lives Matters. Um, so essentially what we do is 100% of all the sales profits. So I want to make sure people understand, like, because, you know, we still have production costs and stuff, but still 100% mm-hmm. of all the sales profit goes towards, like, different Black and Brown, I'm sorry, different Black grassroots organizations that are for the liberation of the Black community. So, like, you know, and it's all, like, you know, small small organizations, because I know there's a lot of great, like, big um, nonprofits, but, like, you know, like, realistically speaking, when you donate money to these nonprofits, these huge nonprofits, like, a lot of them, they go towards, like, you know, marketing budgets, they go towards, like, you know, all this other stuff, but not directly to the people. So we want to make sure that, like, we're, like, donating our money towards the people who are on the ground doing the work who, like, the money is going to have direct impact for, like, their community. Um, So when the first, for the first two months, we actually donated hundred percent of the sales profit to like the George Floyd Memorial Fund and then to the Black Visions Collective, which were, you know, they were really like, you know, doing like, I mean, they grew like crazy um, because mm-hmm. of the George Floyd, of, of the aftermath of George Floyd. But after that, because one, the, the GoFundMe link ended up closing for George Floyd and then the Black Visions Collective, because they received so many donations, they actually created a document for other small grassroots orgs. So like per like the request of Black Vision um, Collective, we ended up like, you know, the months following that we just ended up, you know, just choosing different small um, orgs from there and, you know, just donating their like their portion of the funds because we split 50-50 and we donated the, the, their portions of the funds to those orgs. So now just every month we're, we're donated to either, we'll probably recycle, like maybe we'll do like one nonprofit or one organization that we did before. But then, like, you know, we're throwing a new one. So we're always doing the research. We're always looking for, like, different organizations that's just, like, you know, they're just, that's fighting against racism, that's, you know, they're just to empower the Black community. But, I mean, I, again, it's, it was it was a community support. Like, within a couple months, we were able to raise over $13,000 that we were able to donate. And it's just, it was just beyond us because, like, I we were thinking, like, okay, because I knew I was going to be able to donate at least maybe, like, five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars and we were thinking it was just gonna be like a one-time like thing but then like the response was just like incredible and like when i tell you we had orders come in from freaking australia taiwan you know london every, mm. like all these different countries like there were just like and i'm like it, it was really overwhelming because at the time too like you know in june um that was like right when like the pandemic was at was at the height because like you know come everything was pretty much closed and then even like because we work with a local fulfillment center they were overwhelmed because like we couldn't just go to like the warehouses to go get our products like we normally do and it it was just like you know we we had all these new people that were coming onto the site purchasing this stuff and then they were waiting for like a month for, like for them to receive their package because of covid like you know restrictions and stuff so it was just it was a lot it was really overwhelming like in in the beautiful way to see like the community support but at the same time like I was stressed I was crying because I'm like oh my god like people are there like this is the first time like they're hearing of my brand and then you know and it is this is the experience again they're waiting forever for the package so it was just it was a lot but um I mean at the end like you know everyone like they understood like they understood like you know how everything was backed up because of COVID in general and it was just like it was I don't know I mean I'm grateful I'm grateful for my community support and yeah, I mean, like, still to this day, like, it's not like it was a one-time thing because Black Lives Matters matters all year round, 365 days of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, we were just doing it for a month or two. So, like, you know, every month, um, 
you know, when, um, like all the funds that we get, we're always going to be donating to that. So, I mean, aside from that too, like we have, so aside from my regular merch that I sell, which is all like inspirational merch in general, we also have like, you know, we're, we're releasing a series of different release shirts where a hundred percent of proceeds will go towards that cause. So like, you know, we were talking about, we had the black lives matter cause, and then I dropped, you know, some, some merch that's for like immigrant rights relief. So like, you know, the money that's, that's raised from those um, products with gold towards, you know, for for like the small grassroots orgs is fighting towards immigrant rights and stuff. So it's like, we're going to have like different initiatives that we're supporting, but yeah, that's just like, that's the core ethos like of, of shift world. Like, you know, everything we stand for is our value. It's not about just us making money. It's just like, we don't, I mean, granted, like, you know, making money is great and stuff, but like, you know, we're here for our community at the end, at the end of the day. And it's just like, we just want to make sure we're giving back to our community and, you know, so, I mean, that's how I've always been, even with my events, like, you know, I'm always giving back in some way. And then because of, you know, obviously COVID, like, I don't know when I'm going to be doing <laughs> in-person events. Like, everyone keeps asking ask me, I'm like, guys, there's still a virus out there. Like, I'm not going to, like, no pandemic. <laughs> there's still a whole global pandemic going on right now. But, um, but yeah, that's just, like, my way that I'm able to contribute. So, like, you know, I mean, I'm thankful that, I'm able to utilize my platform in that way. And, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful for the support in general. Awesome. Yeah, I know. And, and so tell me something, um, how did everything start? Like, what was, I know, I don't know at what age did you start? You say, you know what, I want to be involved in my community. Like what made you start doing all of this? Cause I know chef world, you, you <laughs> kind of like rebranded and everything just like a couple of years ago, like last year, I, I believe. Right. But then mm-hmm. prior to that, you were doing so many other things. You've always been involved. So what mm-hmm. was the moment like young Delilah was like, this is, this is what I want to do. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Um, I think I was having a conversation about this like not too long ago, but I, I've always had it in me. Like when I was a junior in, in high school, I had organized a whole march here in Philly because there were so many teenagers that died due to gun violence that summer. I remember, and like I remember one, you know, me crying like I always do. I was like watching the news with my mom and I was crying because it was literally report after report, like kids my age that were like, they were shot. They were killed because of like, you know, there were someone robbed someone from the dirt bike. Someone robbed someone for like whatever. And they just all died like because of mugging. I'm just like, yo, like I, we need to do something. We need to stand against the violence. So I actually started, I started an org, well, like a movement at the time which was called um, TAC, which is which is which was called TAC, and it was Teens Against Crime, and then literally, and then mm-hmm. I was working a summer job because um, you know how like well like in, in Philly we have like these summer jobs like fourteen and eighteen programs and stuff, so I was involved in one um in like the Philly work, so um the place that I was working at where I had my summer job at was I remember it was an accounting office. And then, like, I came into work, like, the next day, like, really sad because, you know, from watching the news the night before, and I'm just like, yo, like, these kids are, like, my age, and, you know, they're dying on the streets and stuff. And then, so I remember I was talking to my coworker about it, this older this older guy, and he was kind of, like, my mentor while I was there, like, really, oh, man, I hope he's doing okay now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so and I was telling him like you know I just want to start like a march I want to start something like we need a show like you know teenage like not all teenagers are like this and then he was just like well if you do a protest if you do a march let me know 
Um, I have some connections at NBC 10 and we can get like some reporters and stuff out there. And I was just like, wait, are you serious? And then, so what did I do? I'm over here. I'm 16 years old. I coordinated an entire bar. This is so crazy talking about this. I haven't even thought about this in forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I had coordinated a whole march. I got McDonald's to sponsor because it was going to start like like the street that we marched down. It's Second Street here in Philly, and then like there's uh there's a prom the um like there's a McDonald's at a prime location. So it was starting at one end, and then we had the McDonald's start at the other. Oh my god, I must have cried. Like this is crazy. Um, I remember I got a <laughs> DJ, which is like a local like like Philly. Yo, this is what I've been doing. It's so crazy. I got a DJ, and he was there at the McDonald's, like you know spinning and stuff. We had McDonald's. They donated like they like donate like a hundred like cheeseburgers or something. And then we were marching. Um, we were marching like all straight down Second Street. Like we had like uh, we had one of the like a council member come out too. Like you know I like hit up all my friends from school. They brought their friends, and it, it wasn't that big of a crowd. It was like I want to say maybe like forty or fifty people came out. But the fact that I was able to do that, and like you know we were able to get the like the city involved, was able to get a council member have the end spot, be like the DJ there. And like we there, we danced and everything. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Cause I'm like, look, you see, we can come together for a cause. We can come together for um, like, you know, something great and just show like not all teenagers are like that. Um, But yeah, I I literally have goosebumps talking about this right now because it's just, I remember it was like right near the end of the summer. Cause even when, when school started again, like we, I had like teachers come up to me. It was like, Oh my God, I saw you on the news. Like, you know, that was so great what you did, blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was nice, but it's just like, wow, like, I really been doing <laughs> even thinking about it. Like, whoa, I really been wow. doing this. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my God. That, but that's, like, so awesome that you were able to tell you were 15 oh years God. old. Like, a lot of people at that age, you know, yeah. they're, not, they're not thinking <laughs> about, like, yeah. like <laughs> our community. Or anything like that. And I just feel like that was just in you. It's always been in you. And I feel like the universe and, and God, I don't know if you believe in God, but um, they always have their ways to put you in the places that you're supposed to be, right? And they put people in your life mm-hmm. to help you, you know, I guess, like, do what you have to do, <laughs> you know? And, and I think it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's awesome. That was, so that's the one experience that you remember that you feel like, okay, this is, this is me. And, and I, you probably, you were not even thinking about it. You probably were like, oh, this is, this is just normal. This is what is, this is, this is what we, I need to do. That's all. Right. You were not thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to be an organizer or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking, I was just like, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to grow up and be a community organizer. It was just what I was feeling at that time at my heart. And I'm like, I need to do something. And I was just like, you know, I want to bring my friends together and do something good. Nice. I love that. Yeah. So like, I know that, you know, you're always talking about helping our community to break generational curses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when... Was there a moment or an experience that made you think, "Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to do this like my my like my mom or my grandma did or my great grandma did." Like I feel like we need to break the cycle. So you had that one moment or moments that inspire mm-hmm. you to kind of create the movement within your brand. 
to help our community? I don't want to say necessarily a moment because like, honestly, like I said, like, I feel like this is, this is something that's always been inside of me. Like I've always just mm -hmm. like, well, one, I've always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I remember mm -hmm. even when I was looking up colleges, I'm like, oh, I want to major in entrepreneurship, not even realizing entrepreneurship is a broad ass major because like, you know, you got to specify exactly what it is you want to do. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I just knew I wanted to be my own boss. But at the same time, I knew whatever I did, I wanted to do something that was going to impact the community. I, to be honest, I can't really, I just, I just, I want I just always knew I wanted things to change. Like what I've seen, what I've seen growing up, what I've, you know, things that I witnessed and stuff. I was just like, you know, I just want to change things. I want to be a part of change. And like, I know I have it within me and it's just, it's just something that's just grown over time, to be honest. Like I said, you know, I was over here putting together marches at freaking 16 years old. And, but I would say even my mom, my mom was probably like, I would like owe it to her too. Cause she used to work for this place called Concilio, which was like, you know, which was an organization that, you know, that was there for like the, the predominant Latinx community here in Philly um, helping like the underprivileged and serve them in different ways. And just, um, she, she always brought me to like different events and stuff with her. She always brought me to like community events. She always brought me to like these things that was like fighting for our rights too. So maybe like, you know, just kind of stemmed off from there, but I don't know, like, to be honest, like, I don't think there was a specific moment, but it was just, it was just a feeling that I've always had. And then like everything I've experienced just added to that. Hmm. Yeah, because for me, it's like, you know, I think there's a lot of things like in my life that I have noticed that I'm like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to do, I don't want to repeat that, right? So mm -hmm. I, I know that I have talked about mm -hmm. this in previous um, episodes, but for example, um, the fact that I saw, you know, my mom struggle, right, when my parents get divorced. And, you know, mm -hmm. obviously my dad was the one that was providing and all that. And I saw that as a 10 year old and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, when I grow up, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. But then eventually that became also like an issue because I became this hyper independent woman, <laughs> right? That I was like, oh, I don't need mm -hmm. no man. Okay. No, no, no. But, but that's, that's another thing. I did my shadow work. So I understand now that I can't be like that <laughs> all the time. So, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. so things like that, that I just, I just feel like, you know, in our community, in our culture, you know, seeing sometimes that the woman depends on the man or it's just like this, you know, I guess like machismo in the family that I'm like, oh no, like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to follow through that. Right. And, and it seems mm -hmm. so like, For our our generation, it seems so kind of like, oh, but that's just understood, you know, like you don't want to go, you don't want to like depend on a man or this and that. But there's a lot of women still in our generation that grow up with a grows up with a mentality and and they just, you know, live like that because they don't know any better. Right. That there's mm -hmm. not I feel like there's not people in the community that kind of like empowers them to believe that um, to think that they, they can do better that they can you know kind of stand for themselves in a sense right i mean i'm lucky mm -hmm. that i'm surrounded by a lot of women like you that is constantly you know reminding us that you know we can do anything we put our minds to so i think like you know that's one of the things that i feel like for example with your message is that you're breaking that that curse because for example like my mom i don't know mm -hmm. if this makes sense but my mom 
she's a hardworking woman and all that. But at the same time, she's always she's also scared about a lot of things, you know. And that comes me that I'm like, mm. oh no, but why are you scared of this? Like she wants me to play it safe. I'm more kind of like, no, let's take a risk. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, for me, that's some that's kind of like a type of generational curse in that sense. I don't know. If, I don't know if you believe that. Mm-hmm. No, no. Anything that just kind of holds you back from just like involvement in general. Um, like whether like I that's just stuff that you want to break free from and you just want to start something new with your life. Like, you know, like I say over and over again, I know I talk about this, like anyone who watches my stories, anyone who reads my posts, anyone is just even part of the shift world, like, like, you know, I'm always saying, like, we're breaking generational curses. And that's different mm-hmm. to everyone. Like, you know, so like, with me, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, for instance, like the whole, like, being, you know, just thinking like money is a scarcity mindset, like, you know, oh, my God, no, I need to, I need to, like, mm-hmm. not spend too much money here, because I don't know if I'm gonna have it next month. Like, you no, know, like, you know, we're, we're changing that, like, you have to tell myself money is abundant in my life, money's ever flowing, like, I'm always gonna have money, so it's just, like, I need to stop treating money like it's a, it's a scarcity thing, because that's one curse that I'm breaking, you know, though, you know, I was the first, was the first person in my family to graduate from college, you know, I've had multiple members of my family that started college, and then never, and then dropped out, and I was one of them, too, but then I ended up going back and finishing my degree, because I'm like, no, like, that, like, that ends with me, like, let me just finish and go for my degree, you know, just even like mm-hmm. I'm the first person in my family to start my own business. And like, you know, look like that's, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's taken off on its own. It's taken years. But like, you know, it's finally definitely, you know, starting to scale right now. And it's just like, and even like with like the whole love or just like, you, uh, just like, you know, I love the woman in my family. Like, I absolutely adore them. Like, you know, we talk every single day. Like, I'm going to group chat with my aunts, my cousin, all of them. Like, but mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, to be like, realistically speaking, to be completely transparent, like, they don't have relationships that I admire. So it's just like, you know, that's another, like, I feel like, you know, just like, you know, I feel like it was kind of embedded to the fact that, you know, you had to stay with your partner, you know, out of courtesy for your kids. You had to stay with your partner because like, you know, even though you're not happy, like, you know, just, you have to do it for your family and stuff. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to be in a loveless marriage. I don't want to be in a marriage out of convenience. If I do end up getting married, like I want to be in a marriage because I'm wholehearted wholeheartedly in love with them and like we're head over heels with each other and we respect one another we're each other's partners we bring each other up like I'm not going to just settle for any guy so it's just like you know that's something else that I want to break because I just feel like you know I don't want to be in a relationship out of of convenience like I want to genuinely enjoy life I want to genuinely enjoy life with every single body in my life with my friends with my family with my partner where my future partner is like you know that's what I want I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, like, I love the women in my family. They raised incredible kids. Like, you know, they've done so much. And But I was, you know, that's just, like, that's another thing that I'm just like, no, like, I want to have a nice, healthy relationship. And, you know, I don't, you know, that that's just something else that I want to break. And and just, like, you know, the whole concept of, like, you know, you have to, you have to go through, like, bullshit because it means you love them. Like, you know, like, no, I don't think you need to be, like, you don't have to be in toxic relationship. You don't have to be a ride or die. You don't have to be like, oh, we went through so much. He put me through so much. She's still here. Like, so she loves me. Like, no. My partner's not going to put no. me through the, like, when anyone starts to put me through anything, that's it. We done. Like, I'm okay, baby. I love myself. Like. It's been years, like, I've been working on my heart. I've been working on my mind. I've been working on myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Like, and I love myself too much for that. You want to be toxic? You can be toxic on your own, baby. Like, not with me. So, like, I'm very, like, adamant Mm -hmm. about that. And it's just, like, you know, I just have, 
I, I have a certain like love for life and understanding how fragile it is because tomorrow's never promised. And because tomorrow's yeah. never promised, like I don't take anything for granted at all. Like, you know, I want to make sure that I am living my life to like, I'm happy. Like I'm happy with the work that I do. I'm happy with the people I surround myself with. I'm happy with how I'm able to like impact work me. I'm happy, like, you know, with anyone that I'm talking to or dating, like, you know, and if I'm not happy with it, then like I'm removing myself from the situation. Like that's, that's all it is. And it's just like, no, I know that I have the power to remove myself from any situation I don't want to be a part of. Like, you know, I maybe, you know, I'll maybe like give, you know, people a, a chance or two because like, hello, we're humans, we make mistakes. But like, I am not here to like, you know, hold anyone accountable because at the same time, like, especially now, like I'm an adult, like it's different where teenagers are where kids. If you're an adult, you can't hold yourself accountable, can't make changes you want to do, like, you know, to, for, you, for you to become a better person. I'm, I'm, I didn't get a degree in psychology. Like I'm not your therapist. Like I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not here for that, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, cause, and, and it's just like the thing is, especially like with women in general, like, you know, we're natural nurturers by nature and we just want to fix people mm-hmm. all the time. We want to be there. And a lot of women, like, you know, they, even though like, they know like a top, like this man is toxic or this woman is toxic, whoever their partner is, um, you know, whoever, yeah, whoever they're in love with, they know it's toxic, but they want to be there to help them and suggest to kind of like, you know, try to fix them. They want to be the one to fix them. They don't want to be like, oh, I invested this much time into the person, but what do they actually end up, you know, changing? And then they, they change for the next person and not for me. And it's just like, no, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if anything, like, stop trying to force certain situations. And I just feel like, you know, if you see, if they keep on showing you who their true colors are, if they keep on showing you like what it is, they stop trying to paint a different picture. Like, you know, you just need to take certain situations for what it is and just keep it moving, you know, appreciate. And this is like, you know, like, even like with my last relationship, like, he is a great guy. Like, he's a good person, has a good heart, but he's not my person. So it's just like, Mm. you know, I took, you know, there was a couple of red flags that I've seen and I'm very big on communication. I let the person know, like, anyone talk what I like, what I don't like, you know, but I'm not asking you to change yourself. But if you want to adjust certain things, like in order to make me happy, go, go for it. But if not, then I'm just not your person. And it's it's no ill will. It's nothing against you. It's nothing against, like, you know, I don't have, like, any ill mouth towards you. But, like, you know, someone else will be more compatible with you than I am. So it's, like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want it to be, like, you know, I regret something, like, months down the line or you're down the line when, I, when I'm already seeing red flags in the beginning. So, again, like, I just, I, I love life too much. I value it too much. And I, and it's just like, I think because I experience love on a daily basis and that that's from my family, that's from my friends, that's from my community. Like, I don't expect anything less. And like, that's all I continue to pour mm-hmm. out. And that's, you know, I'm like, all oh, I continue to receive. And yeah. So, I mean, there, I mean, again, like there's, there's a lot of different, like every family, every person has a, some, some type of toxic trait they're trying to break, whether again, it's just a toxic relationships, toxic relationships with family, toxic relationships with self, toxic relationships with alcohol, with drugs, <coughs> excuse me, with food. Um, it's just, it's, it's up to you. Like whatever generational stuff that's just like, has, has been bad for your family that hasn't been for the advancement of Dom, like it can end with you. And, and, you know, like me, I just want to be the best version of myself. Like, come on. (laughs) Why? Like, that's what, that's what we should aim. You know, like people have so many goals in life and, and whatnot. Like, and I respect everybody's, you know, like, you know, desire to, Mm -hmm. to achieve things. But I feel like at the end of the day, like it summarizes and just being the best version of yourself. 
and sharing the best version yeah, exactly. of people around the world. And and I and I love the fact that you said you love life so much that you're not willing to settle for anything that it doesn't represent love, right? Because love is such a complex, you know what I mean? It's like a it's it's four four letters, but at the same time, it's kind of like it's so big because anything could be love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me, it comes down also to just being honest with yourself and getting to know yourself so well that you know you just you just are authentic you know and and you're authentic with yourself authentic with you know the rest of the mm-hmm. people and and that's it and 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 that's what you expect from other people as well i mean at least i know that i'm authentic as as possible as i could be you know and i don't want to mm-hmm. say that i expect that from people because the expectations then just ruins everything right but at the same time it's like if if i can't mm-hmm. meet someone that is not authentic i just i'd rather not surround myself with that person no, and I, I mean, yeah. I agree 100%. And again, and remember, it's 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 not anything to you. Like, it's on them. Like, you know, with me, mm-hmm. I, I come across a lot of people that I feel like who do, unfortunately, put masks on, who don't. But that has, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a thing of an insecurity in a sense that, like, mm-hmm. they, they feel like they can't really be who they are authentically. And it's just like, I mean, that's on them. And I, I, I feel bad for people who are like that because they feel like they have to wear a mask. They feel like they have to put some type of front mm-hmm. and stuff. And like no, like I mean, I I wish you well, wish your mind well, wish your heart well. Um, but yeah, that has nothing to do with you. Just you know, just keep it moving, keep it grooving. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. And and I love the fact that you, you know, that you were so I guess in tune with yourself because you said that you have gotten to know yourself. I have worked in your heart and your soul and your persona. You know that you're able to let go. Mm-hmm. of people you know you're able not let go but meaning saying you know what this is not for me you know like mm-hmm. it's okay like you're great but it's not and a lot of people can't do that because they feel mm-hmm. that they're not good enough right that they they're not gonna find someone better or someone for themselves you know and, mm-hmm. I, and I admire that it's it's hard to walk away you know because you know I'm gonna be honest I've yeah. been kind of semi-toxic really in the past i'm not gonna say oh yeah like i never been i've been you know and then like nothing now what no i'm saying so have i like don't we're all human we've all been there but were you have you been able to grow from it exactly so now it's like it's easy for us to kind of see those red flags and see them Mm -hmm. because we see them all the time we just don't want to accept them we just like oh no maybe it's Mm -hmm. me i'm being crazy you know what i mean so now we're just like no Mm -hmm. this is i don't think this is gonna work and it's okay you know and and i and i i i love that i love that, that we are getting to the level where we can just say no, because it's hard to say no. But no, that's, I remember I, I actually read in the book once, uh, I forgot which book it was, but I, it really stuck with me. So like you have to treat relationships like, like you're, you're, on, you're on a train. So when you go on a train, and especially for you New Yorkers, or, or wait, you're from Jersey, but like, anyways, we're going to use the reference of a train. <laughs> um, anyone, like, you know, when you go on a train, like when you get on the train from your stop, you go in with people, right? But then as you're on your way to your journey, like, you know, some people will leave, new people will get on the train, some people are going to share that journey with you, but not everyone that went on to the, on the, they got onto the stop with you, like at the beginning, is going to be there with you at the end when you get off. 
And you need to understand, like, you know, like, it's okay. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It doesn't mean they did anything wrong. Sometimes, like, just people are just meant to be a part of your life or a certain part of your journey, but not for the whole thing. So you just need to look at it as that. But, like, with me, when I see things that, you know, maybe I'm just not liking certain traits from a person or maybe it's just it's not compatible with me. Then, like, you know, I would just, like, you know, ease my, like, whether it was, like, you know, what, a friendship or, you know, a relationship. I was just, like, you know, not necessarily, like, oh, my God, I hate you. That's it. Like, you know, our our, our lives are over. And it's just, like, you know what? It's just, it's not really working. It's just, it, it, you know, it's just not for me. Like, I will always, like, again, like, I don't burn any bridges. Like, you know, I wish everyone well always. But, you know, I just know, like, I don't try to force anyone to, like, get off that last stop with me. Like, you know, people are in your life for reasons and seasons and like, you know, just appreciate like anyone's presence in your life or whatever it was. But if you feel like there is just like it's getting to a toxic place or you feel like it's starting to get bad, like you have the choice to remove someone from your life. So it's just like, you know, it's up to you, though. Like, it's up to you to decide whether you're going to let someone impact you in a certain way in that sense. But when I would I don't I don't want to let anyone like, you know, kind of get on me or just kind of get you know, get too comfortable to where they're at. And then, like, I'm not happy, like, with where they're at. But, you know, you just, you have to learn to let go of people. You have to learn to, like, again, like, not everyone's going to get off in the last stop with you. And that's okay. Like, appreciate the good memories you have with someone. And if you have bad memories with someone, appreciate that, too. Because with those bad memories, like, you know, there were lessons that came off of that. So, I mean, did you, like, take those lessons? Like, that's on you whether you decided to learn from that or not. Um, But... You know, I'm grateful for every single body that I've ever encountered with, for every relationship I've had, whether there was good, whether there was bad, because, like, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm a pretty dope person. <laughs> so, like, I've definitely been able to take something. Yes, from you are, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, not to toot my own horn, but no, like, I've been able to just, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm grateful. Like, I'm grateful because everyone played a part in my life in some way, shape, or form. So, and I just feel like I've grown so much uh, mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And it's just, again, it's something I don't take for light. I don't take, you know, lightly at all. I don't take for granted. And yeah, you know, just like, you know, I welcome anyone that's a part of my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for any new people that contain, that, that's going to come into my life in the future that's going to you know, help me scale to new levels and, you know, it's going to teach me new lessons, but it's what life is all about. Like not everything is going to be perfect. You're not going to click with every single person that you meet. You're not going to have great memories with every single person that's in your life. But like, I'm excited for like, what's going to come out of like every single relationship. Cause I mean, again, like I know I'm strong enough that like, I know when to walk away, like if something's not serving me in a way it needs to, it needs to serve me. But, um, but I know, like, regardless, it's always going to be something good that's going to come out of everything. That's, yeah. I mean, that everything you said, I'm just like, amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> I just, um, you know, because I feel like a lot of us, you know, I, I say a lot of us, but, you know, people in general, like, we're just like, you know, 2020 kind of brought this whole thing, like, I don't know about you, but it just brought so much more awareness. Like I had to face my, let's say my demons in a sense. And, but that taught me a lot. It taught me, um, I was, you know, very grateful before, but even now I'm even more grateful, more welcoming. Like, you know, I'm with a life spirit. It's not that I wasn't before, Mm -hmm. but I feel like deep down, like we all have, you know, we have little, Mm -hmm. little shadows that we haven't worked on because we, we haven't stopped to really get to know them. Right. But, 
mm-hmm. with that, you know, it, it taught me to see that side of me. And, and, and so now I'm becoming like, I guess I'm more welcoming. Like my, my heart is, it's more open, let's say in a sense. So I do mm-hmm. feel what you're saying. It's kind of like, I, I love life. Like I, I'm just a giving and mm-hmm. loving person that, mm-hmm. I'm not scared or get hurt in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, but it's just like, you know what? I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to just, I'm going to meet you. I'm going I'm to feel your energy. I'm going to give you my, my best, you know, but I am not going to, oh, no, no. I'm not going to like give myself too much or this is and that. No, you know, and I'm not saying in relationships, I like, like, uh, you know, love relationships, but I'm just saying like, even with people in general that you meet, right? And that's what mm-hmm. I feel from you that you're always very welcoming. And that's like a very, very amazing trait to have. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I'm always welcoming to all. It's up to them whether, <laughs> so it's, it's up to them and they're like, you know, what they do, whether I allow them to stay or not. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. So I just feel like it's, um, it's just an internal work that you do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not you directly, but like personally, but like I'm just saying in general. Yeah. And and I think it's, it's just nice to like just welcome people and just, so yeah. So I, I just wanted to like kind of like touch a little bit like a shift world because I love all the shirts. Like I wish that I could buy them all. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually bought a shirt. Actually, no, did I buy a shirt? It was like, a, it was a prize or something. Yeah, it was a Pendeja shirt. Like my mom my oh mom yeah so hard. <laughs> yeah i loved it so you started with the lila company right mm-hmm. you started yeah. with the lila company and company and like what made you start the lila company like you just wanted like you said oh you know what i i love my community so much i want to empower them and this is what i want to do like what was the first thing that came out we like oh this is what this is this is going to happen. This is this is the first thing that inspired me to start my own company. Well, I was in college actually when I started the Lilan Company. And um, like at the time, like my work study, I used to work at the library. And like, you know, I was just kind of like not in a really good place in my life, just kind of like mentally at that point. So I will always like, you know, just kind of like Pinterest, like little cute quotes or always try to look for like some good feel good stories and I feel like I didn't I never found like a centralized location that had like a whole bunch of like you know like good uplifting or human interest stories like stories is kind of like relatable to me so um mm-hmm. just like long story short because this can be like a whole other podcast as mm-hmm. you get into the dynamics of how this was built in the background mm-hmm. but um but yeah so it was just like the whole concept was just I wanted to create something that just basically was like a mentor for like people from my community, like on a digital aspect, because like, you know, I just wanted people to like understand, like, you know, even when you see these successful people and like, you know, whether it's like on social media and stuff, like you need to understand, like they went through a whole lot of like, you know, shit to like to get to where they are right now. Like they went to blood, sweat and tears. And I just want to show people like, you know, like you may think you have a bad, but like, you know, someone has started off worse than you you know, they were still able to turn their lives around and do a complete 180. So if they were able to do it, then you were able to do it too. So like, I just wanted to create content that people can just inspire to like, want to become better versions of themselves. Um, You know, me being like from Philadelphia, like, you know, growing up in inner city neighborhoods in Philly, like, you know, you just kind of see a lot of people. It's so easy for like people to, to fall into certain cycles. And, you know, it should never just be about like, you know, like, oh, like I'm winning. So I'm good. Like, it's not good enough for me just just for me to be a winner like I need my whole community to win too but at the same time like you know I do acknowledge I was able to get 
I had in life in certain ways because I've had like, you know, mentors in my life. I've had people to steer me down the right direction, but that's not fair to like, you know, other kids that like, you know, I grew up with who don't have the same opportunities. Like why is that I was the lucky one? So it's just like, you know, just kind of like, you know, just kind of taking that into like my, you know, just taking that into mind. Like, you know, what can I do to show people that like, you know, and I'll say it over and over and over again, like it doesn't matter where you started from life, you and only you have complete control where you end up. So that's, you know, we just started like, so we started building the Lala company off of that. It started off as like, a, it was going to be like a YouTube vlog and that, um, then it turned into like a blog and then it turned into like, you know, doing like, well, like, like content overall. And then it turned into me doing events and then, you know, just it kept on scaling in so many different ways. And then it turned into me like even launching like my clothing line. So like, you know, our clothing line, like I knew I just didn't want to like just throw like my logo on a shirt. Like I wanted to have like inspirational sayings. I wanted to have things that was relatable, you know, that was like, you know, to my community. So, um, you know, just, you know, just kind of built off of that. But yeah, so even like, you know, when I was sharing the stories in that platform, like the reason why I was called the Lila Company was because these were like the company that like I was keeping around, you know, I was keeping around myself. Like these are the company that I keep. And, you know, um, but now like, you know, when we rebranded to Shift World, like the whole concept was just like, you know, like, because I feel like, you know, at the time, like people hear the Lila Company, they just, they just thought of it as my brand, as my company. But like I wanted a brand that like, you know, the community can feel like was theirs, they were a part of. So, um, so one, like, you know, that, like, that was a part of the rebrand for that, but two, like, you know, the whole concept with the line company was just like, you know, we're occupying our mindset, we're changing our mindset, we're changing our mindset. But now it's just like, okay, the same way I've elevated, the people who's been following me have elevated too. So it's like, okay, we've changed our mindsets. Now what? So now it's just like, you know, so now we're shifting, we're shifting from dreamers into doers. We're shifting from negative into like, you know, positive. We're shifting from failures to winners. So that's what like, the whole concept of shift world came up because it's just like with the line of company it was just like the beginning stages, like the whole concept was there was just changing our mindsets. But now it's like, mm. what do we do once we change our mindsets? Like, what are the next steps? So, like, you know, we kind of mm. rebranded. That's how like a basic just like rebranding to shift was just like, okay, now we're getting shit done. Like, you know, so mm. even like our hashtag for shift is, is shift happens. So kind of like shit happens. But like shift mm-hmm. happens, like we're shifting. So like, you know, you feel like when you feel like you're entering new levels, when you feel like you're scaling in different ways, when you feel like, you know, you're evolving, you feel a shift. So it's like, you know, yeah. And that's why. And then like, you know, it's spelled like S-H-F-T because I shift with my community. I don't shift. It's not just I in it. So it's like we, we remove the I because mm-hmm. it's a community effort. So um yeah, that's how like kind of shift. Like I mean, the whole rebrand happened for shift. I just wanted something that you know, it's not it's not just about me. It's about us. It's about us shifting together. Yeah, it's like you know when they say like, oh, um, there's like a, a, a like a little thing going on in, on social media and saying it's like, oh, when people say self made, it's not self made, but it's community made, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end okay. of the day, anything <laughs> we do, it's all up. It's all about our community. You know, it's it's based on our community. Mm-hmm. We are helping. We're trying to like, you know, get information for them. You know, you want to empower the community through like through your messages, which I think they're amazing. And also like now it's through your messages, but also through like the mm-hmm. efforts that you do towards it. So I think uh, you know, you're you're a good example for it <laughs> in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, girl. Of course.
course, girl. But anyway, I, I think we could continue talking about this because I feel there's so much to talk about Delilah, guys. You don't understand. There's so many things that she does. She's like this, I think, like, I want to say, like, multi-passionate person, you know? <laughs> I'm an onion. I'm an onion. There's She's a lot of layers to me. There's a lot. I'm not smelly unless, you know, I've got to work out, I, you know, and shower or whatever. But no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know if you guys don't follow Delilah on Instagram please do she's hilarious and she's very authentic like I have I mentioned before she cries and I like the fact that she's so authentic <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny because I sent her an email and I'm here like oh, from this to until you cry you know because it is like everything about your persona is I, I believe I, it's authentic and I, I think that we need more people in this world like you, you know? So not to I'm not I'm not saying about that crying thing like to to make fun of you or anything like that. Like mm. I truly think that's awesome because I cry too. And people sometimes like, oh, why are you crying now? I'm just like, uh, because I need to, you know, like for me it's okay. it's just it's just part of an emo- it's like laughing, you know, like why is it so yeah. so normal to to laugh and not to cry? Like let's normalize crying, you know. <laughs> Look, I am very emotional. I've learned to take pride in it. I have a heart. I am not going to be ashamed of my heart. I am not like, you know, I just learned to embrace who I am. And it's it's not like I'm crying every, I mean, I don't cry every day on a gram and cry every day like behind, but it's not like, you know, it's sad tears. A lot of it honestly is like happy tears. It's just like, you know, know, I'll post because I see like my friends, they accomplish something major and then I start crying. I post because I see my friend, like, you know, get over a hurdle. And then, like, I start crying. I post because I've seen so many of my people win. Like, you know, like, a lot of my friends, we all started with nothing together. We all started with literally, like, a dollar and a dream. And, you know, just knowing mm-hmm. that, like, you know, and just seeing everyone now, especially, like, you know, they're just, like, achieving new things. They're reaching new levels in their lives. And it gets me so emotional. But I just cry overall. Like, if I see some- Oh my god! You see me like I watch a sad movie or shows and stuff like you would think like my freaking like I'm one of my close family just died like I am there sobbing when I read books like and even when I get involved in the story like, I'm crying reading the books I read a newspaper article like I'm just I'm an emotional person I'm in tune with my heart like it is what it is but it's so funny when you said that like because I had posted it on my story. And I'm just like, you know what, it's cracking up that like, people are just, they associate me with crying. I'm like, I feel like it's part of my personal brand now, but I'm like, you know, I feel like I should just post a, uh, I should like get a picture of me crying and post it on and throw it on a shirt and sell it. And the way my DMs blew up after that, my one, actually this one girl, she has, um, this one girl said me, she's awesome. She's from North Carolina, I think or South Carolina. Uh, she's like she's like supportive as fuck like I'm so grateful for her but um so she was just like actually she's like throw I'm gonna need you to throw that picture on a mug of you crying and then we can just say Delilah's tears and she's like and then on the mug he's gonna say Delilah's tears and like me drinking my blessings and I was just like wait what oh my god (laughs) yo that's awesome I will buy that shirt I will buy that shirt and I'm just like all right Maybe you know, you know, I will. (laughs) No, I would definitely, definitely buy that shirt to a girl. Like, because I feel like, you know, being to your emotions, it's the, it's beautiful. I think it's like, it's, it's the best thing. So 
why not? You know, like, and I think like I cry for, for people too, that, you know, if I see my friends, like you said, winning or, or like something good is happening, I cry too. Like I get so excited, even for people that I don't mm. even know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when sometimes fears, fears uh, by me too, you know, like post stuff like, oh, she's the first, you know, uh, in the family to graduate, you know, when they post those videos of like the family, yeah. um, watching the kid get into university and I, I cry for that. You know, I guess I don't know these people, but I cry. I'm excited for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and whenever so, I feel the most, you know, and I'm just like, I feel like crying. I'll like YouTube homecoming videos or I'll YouTube. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like crying. And I'll just YouTube something sad. And then I'm like, yep. As soon as the music starts, yep, here it comes. I'm crying. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel that too. Like I'm just like, I know like a week before I get my period, I'm super emotional. So I'll cry for anything. And then I just have a good cry. Like I need to have a good, good cry at least once a month. And then I'm Gucci, you know, I'm just like, all right, I'm good to go. Like I'm ready to conquer the world. So guys out there, whoever's holding their tears, please don't, you know, it's not healthy. (laughs) It's okay to cry. And, and I remember someone, well, my friend, she had tagged me because someone, I had like posted a meme or something. They was like, oh, let me give you a skincare routine. Um, cry. I cry every day, whatever. And then she was like, is this how Delilah keeps her face looking so youthful? And it's so funny because literally the day before, someone had asked me because I posted a video of me crying when I saw um, like the election, everything that happened in Georgia, like the results. And then, so I had like posted mm, yeah. like a boomerang of me crying. And then my friend was like, okay, I know this is exciting what happened in Georgia, but can you please um, drop the skincare routine? And I was like, my skincare routine consists of daily tears by the lie. Like, would you like for me to bottle up? <laughs> I'm like, just keep my face moisturized all the time with my tears. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I I think crying does make good you good to your skin. So I don't know. I mean, it's not proven, guys. Don't comment. Don't 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 take our words and think that we're like dermatologists or something like that. You know. So. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is awesome. Anyway, girl, like I like I said, I would love to continue chatting with you, but you know, people are gonna be like, okay, girls. <laughs> but anyway, thank you uh-huh. so much. Like like I I really enjoy having the chase with you. We talk a little bit of everything and I just wanted the world to get to know a little bit more about you and I know if they start following you on Instagram um so I mean you want to share your Instagram and ship world's Instagram so people can start following your journey yeah my Instagram is I am and Delilah d-e-l-i-l-a-h-d d-e-e and ship world's Instagram is shift um spelled shift about the i s-h-f-t dot world because we're taking over the world <laughs> we are guys so um mm-hmm. don't worry i don't even know why i made you spell that whole thing because i'm gonna put it in the description of the episode <laughs> well maybe some Just people don't true. people don't read captions like <laughs> true true <laughs> true true like, oh, i'm point. having a sale literally i'm having a sale all you have to do is do this it's like wait you're having a sale what do i have to do I'm like i literally just started the capture like okay. good point good point that's a good point okay. um anyway so yeah so thank you so much once again and then you know hopefully we can get another cheese soon so we can continue talking about other the other layer of the onion <laughs> whatever layers you want to know let me know i got you 
All right, girl. So anyway, so I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a good night. <laughs> I have so much fun having the chisme with Delilah. As you can feel, I don't know, through her voice, through her laugh, she is such a fun person to surround yourself with. So please go follow her page on Instagram and also her online store and uh, company, obviously, uh, Shift World. I wanted to put all this information in the description of the episode, and I hope you got something good of this conversation and as usual i would love to hear from you and if you can it will mean the world to me if you can leave a review on apple podcast and tell me what you think about uh this conversations that i'm having with amazing people and shoot me an email and dm me on instagram so we can get to know each other and know who's listening around there with that being said I wish you have an amazing rest of the week. Surround yourself with good and authentic vibes. Still wear your mask and be yourself. Be authentic. I will talk to you next time. Ciao.